Welcome everyone. We're about to do Daf Mem Dalid in Masechet Berachot in the hour Har Lebanon Ohavet Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Lilu Nishmat Baruch Ben Carol, and uh, it's also in honor of my new granddaughter Bezat Hashem. Um, we're going to start, Bezat Hashem, on the Mishnah, on the top of Daf Mem Dalit Amur Aleph. Brand new Mishnah. Heviu lefanav meliach techila, upat aimo, babarech ala meliach upoteret apat. They bring in front of a person to eat a salted food first, together with bread. Babarech ala meliach, you make a melecha on the salted food, upoteret apat, and that covers the bread. So in this particular instance, usually the bread is covering the rest of the food, but since it's a salted food here, for some reason, you're making a melecha first on the salted food, and that's it. She'apat because the bread is secondary to the salted food. Ze'aklal, and this is the rule, kol ikar, anything that is the main thing, the aimon with it, tefillah, is a secondary thing, ikar, you make a melecha on the main thing, and you cover the secondary thing. Usually, the bread is the main thing, and the other thing is secondary. Talking about eating these special fruits called the Ginusar fruits channel. That's what we're talking about. Perot Ginusar are fruits of a certain area of Eretz style, which were famous for their uh, for their uh, special qualities. Now, the upcoming Yomana will discuss the details of many uh, Amoraim who seemingly going wild over eating Perot Ginusar. Uh, this Yomana could be understood a couple of different ways. Um, it could be understood that these are special fruits that Eretzel used to have which were the things that Hashem praised Eretzel for, and because Hashem praised Eretzel for them, they have miraculous qualities, and that's why the rabbis were looking forward to eating them a lot. There's another explanation, according to Rabbi Miller, uh, he spoke about it a few, a few weeks ago in the Rabbi Miller archives, where the rabbis were focusing on the beauty that Hashem did, Hashem gave us in giving us these fruit. I recommend that everyone go back two, three weeks and listen to the Rabbi Miller or read the Rabbi Miller pamphlet where he explains this Gemara very, very beautifully. Now I'll actually read the Gemara with you. It says the Gemara. Um, when we were following Rabbi Yochanan, the mechal perot kinusar to eat the kinusar fruits, ki havyan be mea min katan le le kol chad vechad asara asara. So he says that when we were walking to eat these fruits, and we would take each one of us ten fruits, we were a hundred people walking. Everyone would take ten of the fruits, and we'd have a thousand fruit altogether. When we were ten people, then we would each take a hundred fruits. 
and every if we and a hundred of us, the fruits were so big that every hundred of them, you had to put in a basket that had three se'ah. After you eat it, after Rabbi Yochanan would eat it, he would eat them all and he would swear he did not eat any food. Could it be he swore he didn't eat any food? Change it. He didn't have yet any sustenance. Means he's not full. Uh, according to Rabbi uh, Miller, he's saying that he could still do it again and thank Hashem for all the different, all the different uh, blessings that he puts into fruits. Rabbi Abu Achal Rabbi Abu ate it until he was. It, it, it till the fruits of Ginusad got through his system so much that his pores were oozing with uh, a, a slippery substance from the fruit, and a fly would would land on his forehead would slip off. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, have achle ad They would eat it until their hair fell out. Rabbi Shimon, Shimon ad he would eat it until he became delirious. Rabbi Yochanan would tell the Nasi, Rabbi Yochanan would send men after Rishakish, to bring him to his house, meaning he ate so many of them that he couldn't think about it, he couldn't figure out how to get to his house, and he needed help to get home. Once we're talking about the fruits of Eretzisel, fruits of Ginusar, talking about other fruits as well. Yanai Melech had a city. They would take out 600,000 bowls of tuna fish. Those tuna fish was there to feed the people who picked figs. So there's so many people picking figs that you needed 600,000 bowls of tuna for them. And that was only from one end of Shabbat to the next. That's how many people were needed to pick figs. Now when you pick figs, you need a lot of people at one time because the figs get ripe at one time. And you can't just have three workers working slowly because if those workers work so slow... They'll only get through a few of the trees, and by that time, the next time, the rest of them will already fall off the trees. You have to harvest them exactly the right time. So you need a lot, a lot of workers at one time to harvest things. So this city needed 600,000 bowls for, for one week to harvest all the amazing amount of figs in the, in the place. Ki'at Rabin. When Rabin came to Babel from Israel, he explained what's going on in, in Haramelech, and he said, Yane had one tree in Haramelech. They would bring out 40 se'ah of pigeons um, from three different um, groups and every month. So in other words, they're bringing down 40 sa times 3 from one tree. Basically, there's so many pigeons on this tree 
that they would take the young pigeons off to use them as food. And they were getting 40 sa'ah for each one. Now, 40 sa'ah is the amount to fill a mikveh. So they're having a mikveh full of young birds three different times from one tree. So three mikvehs of young birds from every tree every month. Crazy amount. Ki'at Reb Yitzchak, Amar, Reb Yitzchak came, he used to explain, there was one city in Israel, the Gufna Shema called Gufna, Gufnit, there were 80 brothers, married to 80 sisters. So two brothers married two sisters, and the brothers were Kohanim, and the sisters were Kohanot. They checked every town from Surah Nahadai, and they didn't find one other case with 80 brothers married to 80 sisters. Bar besides the doors of Chista, having a spin the Rami Bar Chama, or the more Ukva Bar Chama. Doors of Chista were married to Rami Bar Chama and Ukva Bar Chama. Right? Vavva Gav the Inu have a Kohanata, Inu Lavakani. Even that case, not quite the same, because the sisters were Kohanim, but sisters were Kohanot and the brothers were not Kohanim. So. You never find any two pairs of Kohanim married Kohanim at all. And here they have 80. Amar Rav, Kol Suda She'en Ba'amelech. Anytime you have a, a Suda, doesn't have salt. We're mentioning this because the Mishnah mentioned salted food. Okay? Kol Suda She'en Ba'amelech. In a Suda. It's not a Suda. doesn't help you so much. Another statement is without soup is not a suda. Now, uh, some say that the salted food in the Mishnah that is eaten as the primary food is people. We start off saying that it was, it was the perot ginusad. Now, the perot ginusad, according to what we're saying now, are very very sweet foods which you have to salt. And because you have to put salt on them to bring out the flavor, it gets very dangerous to eat so much salt. So the people have bread with it in order to in order to take away the effect of the salt. And therefore, since you see that this, this fruit is so uh, amazing, for some reason, whatever it is, how you learn it, but this fruit is so amazing. So since the fruit is so amazing, that's why the bread is tafel to it. In general, bread is not to filter anything, but in the Mishnah we said it is, and the Gemara is explaining, that's talking about this Ginusar fruits, which we went on to give such explanations about. Okay. We are now at the Mishnah, Adaf Mem Dalid, Amur Alef. Achal Anavim Vinimonim. If a guy ate grapes, figs, or pomegranates, you make Afterwards, we had this before. I mentioned the Gemara quoted this earlier. Now we're reading the actual Mishnah. But the rabbis say, you only make one beracha, which is me'en shalosh, meaning you only making al ha'etz, even if you ate boiled vegetables, 
mizono, and it's your food. That's the food that you eat in general. You make berkat mazon. A guy who drinks water because he's thirsty. He makes shakol. According to Rabbi Talfon, you make Boren Fashot Rabot Vahesunam. This means that according to Rabbi Talfon, being that you're only drinking the water because you're thirsty, not because you're excited about eating it, therefore it's just something that you're missing, like oxygen. And therefore, the proper berachah to make on it is not shakol. He says you make berachah before you drink before you drink it. Whereas if you if you're excited about some water, then you can make a shakol. He agrees. But when you're just thirsty, then you make berachah fashot according to the bittarfon. Let's see. Says the Gemara, If you'll remember, Rabban Gamliel just said that you only make. You make a brikat mazon even on eating grapes. Says the Gemara, Dechtiv, Eretz Chita Usora. It says in the pasuk, it's a land of bar- wheat and barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates. It mentions all these things, and then it says, Eretz, a land, a, a land that you're not going to be masken, you're not going to be hazik case when you eat bread. And then it says. Then it says that you're going to bless Hashem. Since it says you're going to bless Hashem, that's a Birkat Mazon. And it says it right after grapes and figs, so therefore you make Birkat Mazon. Very simple. Rabbanan is very good. Rabbanan, how did the Rabbanan come back? What's their comeback? Look, you see, it says after eating the, mentioning the fruits, they say, no. When it says a land that you're not going to eat, be miskin when you eat, um, when you eat, we eat bread. That tells you that's interrupting and saying that you do not make berkat mazon on those foods. So says the Gemara. What does the Rabbanan do with the with the eretz of miskinot? Talk about lechem. He tells you that land tells you it's coming to exclude a guy who eats wheat, meaning. That when we said wheat, chita, gets birkat mazon, that's only if you're eating chita the normal way. The normal way is to make flour and bread out of it. But if you just chew wheat kernels directly, then you don't make birkat mazon. That's what it's coming to tell you. But it's not coming, it's not coming to say, to take, according to one rabbi, the edit is coming to say that you don't make birkat mazon on grapes. According to Evangeliel, the air is coming to tell you that you don't make Mekat Amazon on wheat kernels. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amar Ab Yaakov Bar Idi Amar Ab Khalina. Anything was from the five types of grains wheat, barley, spelt, rye, and oats. It was not in the beginning. It ends in the Meaning it's from the seven species. Then you make ha'etz. Seven species meaning chita, se'ora. Right? All those things. You make ha'etz. And the end you end off with berachah, ha'en menshlosh, al-mechiah. 
Now, when we say that you make, when we said from the seven grains you make it's obviously it's not referring to, uh, Rashi says it's not referring to Chitan Seorah, because those things we already said before, that you're going to make, you're going to make, um, well, it would be Ripriyatama, or it would, and it would end off with if you eat it straight, or it would be Hamotzi and Brikatamazon otherwise. Okay? So you make Borepriyayets, and you end off with Aletz or Priyayets. Amal Abayla Ravdimi. My Ninu Borakha Hanan Shalosh. What is this Borakha Men Shalosh? How do you do it? Amale, Apere de Etz, if it's a fruit tree, Aletz or Priyayets. Bring us into it. Okay. If it's if you're eating it on the five grains, wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats, then you make al mechiavah kakala v'atolotas de v'chula v'chotem al arzal mechiavah. The ending of that is al arzal mechiavah. Mechta b'maychitim. So how do you end it on fruits? Okay, if you end al mechiavah al baruchot Hashem al arzal mechiavah, then how do you end it on fruits? Kiat Rebdim Rebdim came from Babel. He explained. Rav Chatam Berish Chodesh Baruch Mokadesh Yisrael Barashay Chavshim. When it was Rosh Chodesh, he would end off in the middle Baruch Mokadesh Yisrael Barashay Chavshim. That's what he would say in the middle of Musaf. Which means that even though you're putting two different things together, right? Yisrael and Rosh Chodesh. He would put them both together, and therefore, he's assuming, Hachamai, how would he end it over here? He would say, Also, He says, It's not a problem to, to, to bless Hashem for the arts and for the fruits. Meaning, just like it was okay in Musaf to throw two different things together, Yisrael, when we mentioned Hashem, that Yisrael is holy, we mentioned that the Chodesh is holy. Right? So, so just like the two things, two separate things could be put in one to one beracha, so too you can make it al-aretz. Thank Hashem for and for the fruits. Two different things. So Rav Chista says, al-aretz of perotea. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, al-aretz of perot. Two different things. One's perotea on its fruits, and one on land and the fruits. Amrav Amram. Now it sounds like Rav Chista is the Gemara thinks at this point that Rav Chista is saying Arzu Peroteha because he's making it like one thing. You thank Hashem for Eretz Yisrael and its fruits. It's really like one long thing. Eretz and the fruits. And Rav Yochanan is saying Haaretz Al Perot, which is like two different things. But the Gemara is going to explain no. Amrav Amram Pligi. They're not arguing. Why? Halan Halahu. When Rav Chista says, you mentioned Arz Perotea, that's for the people in Babel. Vahalahu, and the other one, which is Arz Perot, is for the people in Israel. 
You want to tell me the people in Edsel eat the fruits of Edsel and we make a Melechah that mentions the fruits and they don't mention it? Rebbe Chista Amar Al Arzva Perot Rebbe Chista who's talking about Bavel he says Al Arzva Perot which doesn't mention Perot Rebbe Yochan Amar Al Arzva Perot Rebbe Yochan is the one who says Al Arzva because in order to understand the difference you have to know that Rebbe Yochanan is the rabbi of Israel and everyone knew that so therefore it didn't make sense that he would say Perot and and Rebbe Chista would say the opposite so Morris says no switch it okay we are now on the top of Daf Mem Dalid Amur Bet. Says the Gemara, Amar Yitzchak Baravdimi Mishum Rabenu. Yitzchak Dimi said the name of his rabbi, which is Rav. Alabaya Valmin Kopara. If you have egg and meat, Petchilam Varech Shakol Besofor Nefashot. Okay. Aval Yirka. But if you have vegetables, you don't make. You know you do not make Bore Nefashot afterwards. Meaning, since. Meat and eggs are real. They're, it's very, very filling. And vegetables are not. Therefore, vegetables don't make body short, only meat and eggs. That's according to Yitzhak Baravimi. Yitzhak says, I feel yarka, even vegetables are maya, lo, but not water. Papa Amara feel maya. So we have three in chokets. According to Papa, everything needs. According to Yitzhak, everything besides, besides uh, water. And according to Yitzhak Baravimi, only eggs and meat. Mozutra avid kerbitzik baravdimi. Mozutra followed yitzik baravdimi that he only made on eggs and meat. Rav Simi baravashi avad kerbitzik. He did like kerbitzik. They did everything besides water. Vesimanach and the way to remember who did like who. Chad kitre, the one rabbi Mozutra only has one name. We're not mentioning his father's name. Kitre, he did like kerbitzik baravdimi, which is the double name. Vitre and the double name, which is. Rav Simi Barashi, Kichad, he did like the one Rabbi Rebitzvak. Okay, that's a good way to remember who did like who. Amar Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Ana, by the way, the reason why the Gemara throws in these remembering devices is because the Gemara originally was never written down. And therefore, people had to remember who said what. It was very significant who said what, because you'll see when it comes to the Halakha, you have to know which Rabbi said the thing. And depending which, who the rabbi is, like we saw with Benjamin Bar Yefet earlier, that certain rabbis we pass them like more than other rabbis. So they would give you different devices how to remember which rabbi said what, because it was very, very significant. Amar Ashi, Ana Zimna Dachi Mitkara Avdina Bikulu. He said, When I remember, I follow all of them. Now, when I remember, I follow all of them is a funny statement. What do you mean when you remember? Some say it means that, well, if you look at Toswat, Toswat says, Toswat understands that if Ashi is saying that you do like all of them means that you make a barakha on all of them. Now, the, it sounds like Avinna the Kikula usually means you're going like all the rabbis. Technically, if you make a bonafashot of short on Maya, you're not following not not Rabitzik Bhavdimi, not Rabitzik. Only you're only going like like uh Rapapa, who lets you do it on water. So how can you say we do like all of them? You're not really doing like all of them. Uh Tosun understands the word doing like all of them means I make a bracha on all of them. And it's very, very simple. Others say uh differently, you have to look at those, look those up separately if you want. 
recommend looking at the bottom of your Masifta Gemara if you have one. Tanan, we learned. If it means, if it, anything requires a bracha harona, it requires a bracha before it. But there are some things that require bracha before, but don't require bracha afterwards. According to Yitzhak Rabdimi, it fits very good. We have some things that do not require bracha afterwards, and that is a boran fashot you don't need on vegetables or water. And the Ritzchak, according to Ritzchak, La Fuke Maya, it's coming to exclude water. Okay? Avala Papa, La Fuke Mai, according to our Papa, the Mishnah that says some things don't require Baracha afterwards, what's it coming to exclude? You say you make a Baracha, even on water. So now, according to you, what's the Mishnah talking about? It says the Gemara, no, that's cool also. La Fuke Mitzvot, it's coming to exclude, guy makes a, does a Mitzvah. When you finish, you take off. When you when you finish uh, lighting uh, Hanukkah candles, you don't make a berakha when you finish. So when it says something's making berakha before or after, it means a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, oh yeah, but there are mitzvot also. What about the people in Israel? When they take off tefillin, they make a berakha. So you see that there is a berakha afterwards, even on mitzvot. So what are they going to say? According to them, how would Papa answer? According to them, it's coming to exclude Bissamim. Uh, because Bissamim, you make a bracha only before and not afterwards. When you take up the Tavim? At the end of the day. Now, I don't know why the Gemara before had to exclude Matzvot when they could have excluded Reach. Could be they want to say Reach and Loikad. I don't know. Interesting. Also, there were other asked how come the Gemara didn't answer coming to exclude Nerat uh, Chanukah? Because only Tiferin is the only one. They'd rather answer this. As the Tosot says. Okay. Amar Abiyanai, Amar Rabbi, Kol Shu anything that's the size of an egg's, Betza Tova Mimenu, it's more healthy to have eggs than this. Eggs are very healthy. Uh, 20 years ago, they would tell you that this is before they discovered cholesterol. Now they came out and they found out that cholesterol is a little sketch and you could have as many eggs as you want and it's not dangerous for most people. And therefore, we learn that you shouldn't discount the words of the Gemara so easily. Uh, one more time. When Rabin came from Israel, he said, uh, An egg that's sunny side up is better than six kazayits of fine flour. When Rabin came, he said, It's a, a, a soft, a sunny side egg is better then six, because that's a fine flour. Metavita me'arba. If it's fully roasted, it's better than four. Meaning, if it's uh, if it's flipped over and it's fully roasted, then it's better than four kazites of flour. Vivushalta, and if it's boiled with water, koshu beitzah tova hamenu lebar mibista. 
Boiled is also better than almost every food, except for meat. Meat is actually better than a boiled egg, but everything else is... A, an egg is better than it. But it seems like uh, if it's not boiled, if it's roasted, I guess like I guess that means sunny side up, and it's better than everything six times. Even if you eat a roasted vegetable, we said in the Mishnah, even a roasted vegetable, if it's eaten as your food, you need Shosh Malachot. Is anyone who eats boiled vegetables as his main food? Yes! We're talking about the stalk of a cabbage. People eat the stalk of a cabbage as their main food, like bread. Okay. I don't know anything about stalks of cabbage. Tanu Rabbanan. Tichol. Once we're taught, Bryce is going to mention different things that are good for the different parts of the body. Tichol, if you eat spleen, it's wonderful for your teeth, but it's bad for your insides. Kirishin, if you eat leeks, they're bad for the teeth, but they're good for the intestines. Kol Yerechai, if you have any type of raw vegetable, Morik, it makes your face pale or green. Kol Katan, Maktin, anytime you eat something that's not fully developed, it makes you small. Meaning, if you're growing, a kid that's growing who eats it will make him short. Kol Nefesh, Meshiv Nefesh. Anytime you you eat life, it brings back your life. We'll see what that means soon. Anything that's close to life, brings you back to life. We'll see what that means soon also. Kruv, the mazon. Kruv is good for filling you up. Utradi in the And beets are good for getting out of sicknesses. What was to the person who eats turnips? Amar Mor. Let's go. Explain the statement. We said that spleen meat is good for the teeth, but bad for the intestines. So what are you going to do? If you eat it, it's bad for the intestines. If you don't eat it, it's bad for the teeth. What do you do? Now, so you just chew it and you spit it out. This way your teeth get it. But your intestines don't. don't. You have to mess around. If you eat leeks, they're bad for the teeth. They're good for the intestines. How do you get out of it? You have to make it very, very soft, then you could swallow them. If you swallow them, they're not touching your teeth, but you get them in your stomach, which are good for the stomach. We said, anytime you have any type of raw vegetable, it makes you green. This is only a problem right after you donated blood or you let your blood, but otherwise, it doesn't cause this problem to have raw vegetables. Don't eat raw vegetables right after you donate blood. It happens to be, when you go to donate blood, they will not give you salad. They always give you some starch right afterwards. When I used to go, they used to give us a donut afterwards. I remember people in my yeshiva used to like the donuts. They would donate blood to, to get their donuts. But uh, you see that they're, they're, they're understanding that vegetables are not good right afterwards. I'm a bit suck. That's true. Yeah. Okay, this statement is saying that if you eat vegetables before the fourth hour, don't talk to that guy. Because the guy's breath could cause a problem for somebody else. 
However, he said, says, eat vegetables before the fourth hour. So one is saying that don't talk to a guy who ate vegetables if you in the first four hours a day. And the other one is saying don't eat them yourself. Now we have an interesting story. They were sitting and eating. They brought them raw vegetables and it was before the fourth hour of the day. I guess they prayed already, otherwise they wouldn't be eating at all. So the first two rabbis are eating, but Mamarzutra is not eating. Amrle, they asked him, Why are you not eating? You probably hold this thing that says that once you eat these vegetables, no one can speak to you because of the bad smell and because it causes problems. But we're eating the vegetables and you're still talking to us. That means you don't hold the Rabbi Yitzhak. So why are you not eating? Make up your mind. If you're not eating, that means you hold of it, but you don't hold it because you're talking to us. I hold like the other same Rebitzak. You know, I eat vegetables before that. I hold them not eating, but I don't hold that it's dangerous to talk to someone who ate it. So I do hold of one, but not the other. Now we've said in the Brayta, Kol Katan Maktin. Anything you eat small makes you small. Even if you have a, if you're eating a very small goat, which is so beautiful and fat that it's worth a zoos. Still, since it's not fully grown, it causes problems when you eat it. That's only if it's not a quarter of its fully grown size. This meaning, if the kid is not a quarter of its fully grown size. But if it's at least a quarter of the size it's supposed to get to, then it's no problem to eat it. As long as it's a quarter grown. We said, call nefesh meshiv nafesh. Anytime you eat a nefesh, it brings back your life. Amara papa afilu glidai debegali. Even if you eat these small glidana fish that you find in the in the swamp, still it helps you. Don't think that those are so small they don't help you or anything. Even though they're so tiny, they still glidana fishes is still very very good for you. But if you had if you had a small tuna fish, which would normally get huge, that would be a problem because it's not a quarter grown. Anything that's close to this nefesh brings back your life. Before we said anything that is nefesh, now we're saying it's close to. What is the difference between close to and is? That's talking about eating throat meat. person who eats throat meat, which is the throat which where the animal dies from, that's considered a nefesh, and it's good, very healthy for you to eat throat meat. Amale Rabba Lishame. Rabba told to Shamosh, Kimatit li umsa When you bring me a piece of meat, Talach va'aitili mehechet demekarav libi bruch. Bring it from the close to the place that's close to what we make a berachaon, which is the throat. That's the tongue goes in the same category? The tongue? I guess it's close. I guess it's close. But the more doesn't mention tongue, it mentions throat. It's not quite as close as, as the throat. The throat is actually where it gets cut. Tongue is close to it, but not quite as close. Maybe it means it's also good. I don't know. Krub the mazon, utridin We said 
that cabbage is for mazon, and treed and beets are good for healing. Kruv mazon in ulfualo. You want to say that kruv is good for mazon and not for ulfua? Vatanya shishadim ravim et cholem becholion. The sixth thing that makes a person cured from his sickness, ulvaton ulfua, and it gets a, gets to be a good cure. Ve'elohen kruv tradin u'mesisin. And the diaphragm. So these things are diaphragm, more. I don't know what a more is. Heret, a womb. Anyone knows what a more is, please let me know. Peneroyal. Tiladin. Beats, according to the art school, I don't know what peneroyal is at all. Still don't know what that is either. Okay. All these things are included. Rather, don't say that Kruv is for Mazon. That means that Kruv is also good for Mazon together with these other things. So it's good for Mazon and for the Fuah, both of them. The Gemara finished the Brighton by saying, Woe is to the person who has turnips. Annie, is that true? Rabbi told his Shamosh, when you go and you see lifta in the shuk, then you don't even have to ask me what I ate today because I definitely ate lifta. So how would Rava eat lifta if it's bad for you? When is it not good for you if you eat terms without meat? But Rava always ate it with meat because it takes away the strength and they're not bad. Rava would say, no, if you have it without wine, but if you have wine with it, it's also good. Okay. Itmar. Rav, Rav Amar Mabli Basar. Shmuel Mabli Atzim. Shmuel says if you eat it without wood, meaning you didn't cook it long enough. Rav Yochan Amar Mabli Ayin. Amar Rava Lera Papa. Sudani. You beer maker. Anan Tivarin Lev Bissa Vichamra. We weaken our turnips with meat and wine. But you guys like to drink beer. Because uh, Repubble was a place where they drank beer. You don't have a lot of wine. So if you don't, how are you going to lower, how are you going to eat your turnips? Because you don't have wine to lower it. We do it with wood, like we said before. You make them fully, fully cooked. Wood means the wood that you use for firewood to keep it boiling for a long time. Like the daughter of a papa, the wife of a papa. After she would cook it, she would weaken it, she would weaken it with 80 logs. Meaning she's cooking it so long that 80 logs of wood are used to take, make the turnips weak and make them good to eat. If you have a small salt of fish, sometimes it kills people who eat it. On the seventh day, it's salted. On the seventeenth day. On the twenty-seventh day. That's only when it's only partially roasted. But if you fully roast it, that's no problem ever. And when he said it's not fully roasted, 
That's only if you didn't drink after it's shikhra, beer. But if you drink beer after after this type of fish, it's not fully roasted. Let lanba, it is no problem. We are going to stop right here on the bottom of Mimdalat Amur Bet Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Rabotai, I think we're going to go and finish the parak today with the advice of Benjamin. We said, A guy who drinks water, in the Mishnah we said, if you drink water because you're thirsty, it was machloket, if you make borene fashot, or you make shakol. That's what, that's what it sounds like. La mai. What's it coming to exclude? Amar idbaamin la fuki liman techanka umtsa. That means it's not coming to exclude a guy who is drinking. It's coming to exclude a guy who is choking. Which means a guy who is choking on meat and he's drinking water to get rid of it. He doesn't make a belacha at all. But we're coming to tell you that this that it says that a guy who drinks water to quench your thirst, as long as you drink a drink to quench your thirst, you make more than a fashot. Hold on, did I say that right? Yeah, so like we said, a person who is drinking water to quench his thirst, meaning coming to exclude a guy who's just, as opposed to a guy who's drinking the water to get something out of his throat. Then you don't make a berakha at all. Also, a person who's drinking the water, a person who's uh, drinking water to take a pill would be the same halakha. Drinking water to take a pill, there's no berakha necessary, the halakha, because of this. says, What's the Go take a look, what everyone does. In other words, do we make a shakol on water, or burn a fashor on water, like we said before? And we answered, no. Go check what people do. You see that everyone makes shakol first, and burn a fashor afterwards, and that's the halakha, that we don't make burn a fashor before anything. We have just finished, we'll come back to Ketzim one day. Amen, amen.